Clock hour of Wilde Tausch begins now, and it begins where we left off yesterday's show with a poll question that had some interesting results, and they're very interesting now that, at least for some of us, there are some even stronger signals than before that Aaron Rodgers, if he continues his National Football League career for a 19th season, it will be spent with a team other than the Green Bay Packers after a report from Trey Wingo and con- confirmation from others that he spoke with the Jets yesterday, the New York Jets, who are in the market for a quarterback. And the Green Bay Packers are apparently eager to move on to Jordan Love just as they moved on to Aaron Rodgers 15 years ago. The poll question was this. If Aaron Rodgers returns to the Packers, as a Packers fan, I will be blank. Your choices were happy and disappointed. That was it. Those are the choices. There was no hedging. This poll received 3,210 votes. And late in the balloting, I don't know if it was the potato corridor that Tausch loves so much or elsewhere, uh, Happy did make a small late push. At one point, it had been 60% disappointed if Rodgers returned to the Packers, 40% happy. It ended 57.4% disappointed. Oh, that's a good... So it's uh, so a little, little tick bit. upward. 42.6% of you said you would be happy if Aaron Rodgers returned to the Packers. Can, I think I know what corridor pushed it. Campbellsport. No. I Campbellsport. It was no. retweeted by our friend David Kaplan of ESPN Chicago. I think the oh, Chicago think Bears fans responded. I think some Bears fans got a hold of this poll late a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you think Bears fans wanted to keep him in Green Bay? Shockingly, that would be what the data would show. What a weird world. You have no evidence like a, of this, by the way. No, he doesn't. I mean, I, I saw David Kaplan retweet. I have that evidence. True. So the rest is a so, theory, but... It feels to me... Again, going back to Seinfeld, we are in bizarro world. Are we ever? It feels... Can you imagine last year at this time saying what we're saying and what fans are telling us? And it it just... It continues to reiterate my Eddie Lacy point about the NFL. You're right. How fast things come at you. To imagine a four-time MVP... That you are now saying, get him out of here, eat some money to trade him. It's uh, I, I'm I'm floored, I'm dumbfounded, but I understand because it does come back to what have you done for me lately, and what are you going to do for me in the future? And Packer fans, beware! I am going to be on a BYOB deal here. Buyer, beware. I don't know what the Y stands for. Bring, bring your own Bring your own booze. Buyer, bring your beware. own. Ka 
bring your own bring your own awareness because y'all are asking for this it, again it is easy in march it's easy in april it's easy in may all of a sudden when jordan love is struggling out of the gates next year and aaron rodgers got the jets or the raiders or whoever he goes to off to a 5 and 0 start don't be sitting there pouting and crying about it. It's what y'all are asking for. Just buy or bring your own bring awareness. Your own what? <laughs> bewareness. You bring your own bewareness oh to the table. <laughs> what are we doing? I it's time you to know punt what on I this mean. drive. <laughs> no, no, no. You know what I mean. I don't actually. <laughs> I just said be buy or beware, right? Sure. Buy yeah, or beware. Yep. Be careful beware. what you wish for, yep. maybe. Yes, uh-huh. maybe. or bring yep. your own bewareness. I've heard it three <laughs> different ways. This is what I'm telling you. And you know what? You have to make big moves in this world. You do. If you want great things to happen, you can't just stand pat and hope things happen. And... Green Bay has hoped, so can, I'm not saying hope, this could yeah. be the wrong move, but it is bold and big, and that's if this is the road they go down, buyer, bring your own bewareness. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh. Be careful what you wish for is what I would prefer. Uh, I used it with Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, 7 to 9 each weekday on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee this morning. Um I don't want to be chicken little. The sky is falling. And I understand the arguments that Packers fans are making about, I don't believe that he can win a Super Bowl for us in the next two years or however long he's going to play, so let's move on now. I totally get I get it. I understand that's, that's, a, that's a fine philosophy. You might be right. I just want to point out that there is a lot of us that for the last 30 years, we don't know how bad it can be. David Kaplan, who is one of our teammates at ESPN Chicago, he didn't retweet that poll just because he was hoping to get our voting numbers up. He has followed the Bears for a very long time. He has admired what Aaron Rodgers has done against the Bears for a very long time. The have-nots know how this feels. Also, I am not predicting that this will be the outcome for Jordan Love. But again, you don't think that David Kaplan and Waddle and Sylvie and Carmen and Yurko and all of our friends at ESPN Chicago didn't have moments where they thought that Mitch Trubisky was going to be good as the number two overall pick, where they didn't get their hopes up that he might be the final franchise quarterback for the first time, Jay Cutler notwithstanding, since Sid Luckman. And they, they were wrong. And I'm not saying that that's... Jordan Love's lot in life. I don't know what Jordan Love will become. But you better be careful what you wish for, because I can tell you this. My career covering the Green Bay Packers has spanned 1996 to present. Move my career back 20 years. 19, 
76 to 2003. Hey, I still get a Super Bowl in that window to cover. Two of them. One that they win, one that they lose. I get to cover Tausch as a rookie. I also covered 20 years of crap or 18 years of crap. So be careful what you wish for. Buy or bring your own awareness. Bring your own awareness. Push, push a Hall of Famer out the door at your own risk. I just, this is the one thing that I'm really bothered by. If from Bob McGinn to Tom Silverstein to Rich Eisen, those three all said varying degrees of the same thing. That the Packers can't wait to rid themselves of Aaron Rodgers. They don't want anything to do with him. Now, are those reports fully accurate? I read Mike Silver's piece yesterday in which he detailed the fact that the Packers thought that Rodgers' leadership was low effort last year, which I personally agree with. Ooh. And that they did not like the fact very, very, very much that he didn't take part in the offseason program, which I know is a fact. I know that really pissed them off. Here's $150 million. What do you mean you're not coming to the offseason program? Okay? So I get those pieces. But from Mike Silver and from others, Tom Pelissero, I don't know where Jeff Darlington's at now because he's been on both sides of the equation. But there were also reports that, look, if he is who we, for lack of a better term, want him to be, we want him back. Right? If he's fully bought in, fully invested, all that stuff. So there's obviously different people who have different feelings. My personal instinct is... The, hey, Jason, go ahead. Yeah, keep going. Goody's done with him. Yeah. Matt LaFleur wants the fully bought-in version of him still. That yeah, is only my opinion. Yeah, no, I think, um, I think Goody would be okay if he was fully bought in. Do you think Aaron Rodgers felt like he was fully bought in last year? I think he. If you asked him, yeah. Oh, I I think he thinks he was. Yeah, don't you? But you you think? Do you think he's got the awareness to uh, realize he wasn't? I don't know. I don't know. Again, this is not the uh, same Aaron Rodgers. It's just not. No, you're right. I don't think. I I don't know if he just felt like him being fresh, and I, you know, I agreed with his stance on making sure he was mentally in a good place. But. If he has people telling him he wasn't bought in and that his leadership was effortless or whatever that word you just put, that may, he has to look at that and question and take a deep dive examination. That is not who he wants to be. I know that. Whether or not he agrees with it is fascinating to me. I would say he would, he would be, I am all in. I have put everything I can into it. Is that enough? Matt LaFleur didn't seem to think so. Brian Gutekunst didn't, see, didn't think, think so. So I do wonder if Rodgers can be self-aware enough to look at this and be honest with himself and say, I did everything I could yep. to make this yep. team a winner last year. I don't know what his answer would be on that. 
I would just quickly add this because I know we're uh, efforting on a uh, another guest for the 1030 slot. Um, you acknowledged you were wrong when you said that it was best that he took the time to recharge his batteries, didn't come to the offseason program. No, 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 no. So here's what I said. I, okay. I think he should have been there. I want, especially with young players, we all know how much the quarterback moves the needle from an alertness standpoint, and everybody's just more dialed in. But I wanted Aaron Rodgers to be as mentally fresh and ready to go in July so that he could go through the season. Ideally, I want everything. But I understood Aaron at this point in his life, at 38, 39 years old, that he needs to make sure he's right. And that was what he felt he needed to be. I trusted him because he has always delivered when it comes to the 2011 season, the COVID year. He has had his best seasons when he doesn't actually do it. But it turns out, I think, the team needed more from him last year than he gave. And he has to acknowledge that. I don't know if he would or he wouldn't, but that that is the question. And I guess I don't my think question he would unless he was pushed and ex- and kind of told why it wasn't. And maybe I'm guessing that was part of the exit interview that maybe he didn't yeah. like everything he had to hear. Um, the question that I have now is this: As a Packers fan, would you, if you could get that Aaron Rodgers, would you want him, or are you just done with him? I think it's too late. I think so too, and I think Jason, Matt Lafleur asked... is probably in that group. I ah, I want the bought in Aaron Rodgers, but I think it I might think, be too late. I think Matt Lafleur is going to be very very nervous. They could be excited; he'll be able to run what he wants. We heard Rodgers talk about game managing, but he knows how special Rodgers is and what he can do. Mm-hmm. This will be a Big old litmus test for Matt LaFleur. Last year was, I thought, his biggest test, and he did not succeed. Nope. You're right. Going to be a lot bigger with Jordan Love. as Speaking of testing, and, well, I mean, Matt LaFleur's not eligible because his BMI, I'm guessing, is slightly lower <laughs> than what yeah, he's not eligible Corp is looking for. But it sounds like Jason's people above him at the hotel – Jesse, it sounds like there's a, a Linda that was kind of floating through I your office. I just want office. to have a conversation. Uh, LabCorp has a variety of open trials now that will fit your schedule. If you're looking for more money for a down payment on your home or to buy some eggs, whatever it might be, right now, LabCorp has studies for you. Healthy adults ages 18 to 60, body mass index between 18 and 32. The study involves one stay of eight nights plus seven follow-up visits. You can be compensated up to $10,328 for your time and participation. You can receive up to $300 per qualified participant. They also have a trial where they're looking for healthy, overweight males and females, ages 18 to 55. Females must be of non-childbearing potential. The body mass index right in that sweet spot of 30 to 39.9. The study involves one stay of six nights with two follow-ups, and you can be compensated up to 3700 bucks for your time and participation. Visit LabCorp, <laughs> clinicaltrials.com. That's LabCorp, with a P, clinicaltrials.com. 
More next. It's Wildey and Tausch. You're listening to Wildey and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Call Gina Della from Pella at 855-PELLA-WI or visit online at PellaWI.com slash radio. Scheduled to join us in a couple of minutes from the 33rd team, ESPN, get up. And oh, by the way, the guy who traded for Brett Favre, former Jets GM Mike Tannenbaum. I love you guys. So, so we can get to him. I want to ask a very brief question. And that is this. I'm not eager to find this out. But one potential side effect of Rodgers departing is we're going to find out just how good Goody is at his job and Matt LaFleur is at his job. All those times where I've wondered, well, how much does Aaron Rodgers have to do with you being a good GM or a good head coach? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get an answer to that potentially. And i got to be honest, I, I like my job. Um, this show, we've got great cousin subs. But this show is great because of you there, old T. And, frankly, I'm in no hurry to get rid of you. I know you thought I was trying to get you to be governor and offensive line coach for Luke Fickle and everything else. But this is a little – there is risk here, is there not, for the general manager and the head coach to warm up their seats if they are wrong? Yeah, their jobs are on the line. Uh, their jobs are online when he drafted Jordan Love and kind of decided that was going to be the direction he went. I think he hoped that they'd be able to win a couple chips and then transition uh, into the Jordan Love era, and it would be smooth. Jordan Love will, if this happens, is there risk? <laughs> you are rolling big-time dice here. Now, you're not shooting for a 12 or a, box or a snake eyes. But I would say you're probably trying to hit a four or a nine when you're throwing craps. This isn't a six, seven, or an eight, which are the most commonly rolled dice. You're you're shooting. You're up against it, and you're rolling. You're putting your chips down on a four and a nine for all of you dice throwing crap fools out there. That's what you're doing, and you can hit it. The odds are you're gonna crap out. The odds of you having three straight Hall of Fame quarterbacks, is it, it's crazy. I'm probably giving you better odds because I think Jordan Love has improved and you didn't throw him out there as a rookie. You've given him three years to develop. That gets you from having to roll a 2, 3, 11, 12 to getting you to roll a 4 or a 10. I probably should go 4, 10, not 9. That's where you're at. With I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, 4, four 10. So is there big risk? Oh, baby, there's big risk. Big risk. Taos, were you intimidated that I texted last night that Brad Nortman had a great analogy on the Great Dane Huddle I wanted to share? Because you're, you're really bringing the analogy game pretty strong today. I think you wanted to you wanted to be crowned, not clown today, it seems. No, I like Norty. I think he's doing a great job for our team. But that's the first I've thought of it is when you just mentioned it. If I'm being fair with you, yeah. <laughs> come for the king. Yeah, he's 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 not. Uh, come on, 
I don't think the big fella's It's not like there was an exorbitance I, of analogies today is all. There's been two. I've Shawshanked it, and I just did this. I don't, what are the other ones? The BYOB wasn't an That's analogy. That's not an analogy. That's a, <laughs> a misguided acronym is what that was. Uh, Mike Tannenbaum, scheduled to appear next. It's Wilty and Tausch. This is Wilde and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Sponsored by American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at amfam.com. What is it like to be the guy who trades for a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer who has led the Green Bay Packers to a Super Bowl title and bring him to the Big Apple. Has that ever happened before? There is literally only one person who can answer that question, and he's with us now. Do I get to call Mike Tannenbaum our friend? He's been on a bunch. He's always been great to us. I don't know exactly where he lives. Yeah, you don't know where he lives. I I have an idea where he lives. Okay. I know he's on the East Coast. Uh, and Mike's thinking, why the hell are they asking why, where I live? Uh, because, Mike, uh, I reached out to our mutual friend Trey Wingo, and I had to admit that I don't know where he lives these days. And then they question whether we were friends with Trey anymore. You, on the other hand, we're thrilled to have you. How are you today? Doing great, guys. Appreciate you having me. All right. What's it like to trade for a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback from the Green Bay Packers and bring him to the New York Jets because sounds like you might have company in that group of people who've done it if things keep trending the way they are, Mike. Yeah, you know, for us, it was uh, obviously a great opportunity at the time for the Jets, and we actually had a built-in advantage that at the time uh, the great late Ted Thompson and John Schneider didn't want him to go to the NFC. He Brett really wanted to play for the Buccaneers, and John Gruden, who was at that point the head coach of the Bucks, and it was close to home in Mississippi, so we had that going for us. And then it was uh, Brian Dayball, Brian Schottenheimer, Eric Mancini, and myself that worked really hard to get to know Brett over three weeks and convinced him that, hey, you, know, you come to the Jets, you're going to play uh, football in the greatest city in the world, the biggest city in the world, but where you live and practice every day is actually not in Times Square. And uh, once we kind of worked through some issues, you know, we were fortunate enough to be able to get them. And, you know, I don't know if this situation is completely analogous. Obviously, there are some overlaps. But um, I think for me, the biggest thing in this one, guys, is I really would want to make sure that I was having Aaron Rodgers for more than one year. Mm. Yeah. Mike, can you kind of take us inside? Because the combine, we all know that's where you guys will talk to agents and start getting a good idea of, what the market's going to be, and all this other stuff. But how does this go? Because people are asking us. That means the Packers had to give permission. If this report from Trey and others is true, that the Jets have been talking with Aaron, you have to go through that process where you talk. Do you talk compensation before you even get into the conversation of talking to Aaron if he's going to come? Or can you kind of take us inside how you think this scenario has played out? Yeah, no, it's a great question. It's really parallel tracks, and I think you're bringing up, like, to me, what's probably going to be the most consequential issue, which is I would structure Aaron Rodgers' contract. Look, if it's $60 million, you know, I think that's a little bit of a premium, but it's Aaron Rodgers. So let's say you agree it's $60 million. I do want some protection in year two that um, 
you know, it's 120 million for two years, let's say, but it may be 30 in year one and 90 in year two, just to know that he's there next year. Because what you don't want from the Jets' perspective is, you know, let's say you give up, you know, this year's first round pick, you don't want no player and no pick, you know, come next year. So um, that's, you know, a, a real challenging situation. And I know, like, in our, our case, we did have some sort of like protection in the trade for the Packers, meaning if we went to the Super Bowl, it could have gone up. But we felt like if we had to give up a third-round pick on a one-year deal, that wasn't ideal, guys, but something you could live with. So, Mike, when you think back to that time when you made that trade, you know, Favre was coming off a really good 2007 season. Obviously, he had thrown the interception against the Giants in the NFC Championship game, and he had retired and then unretired. Rodgers, this is where one of the spots where it's not completely analogous. He was great in 2020 and 2021, and then last year, for whether it's the injuries, young players around him, whatever it was, not as good. If if you're evaluating him now to decide whether to acquire him, how does your thought process look, and what are the pros and cons that you have to consider? Because we know he's a Hall of Famer, but last season was not Hall of Fame caliber Rodgers. Yeah, no, no, it's totally fair. You know, I think if you're the Jets, you look at what, what are your options? You know, cars off the board. Um, you know, there's certainly going to be Jimmy Garoppolo out there. And then, you know, the, the draft certainly has some intriguing players. But, um, you know, a lot of these decisions are within a context, which is you hope he plays better. You hope you can protect him. You know, their offensive line has a lot of questions. They have a number of free agents. Um, if I was Aaron Rodgers, candidly, I'd be as concerned about their O-line as anything. You know, the, the natural of Nathaniel Hackett there, you know, is an obvious one. But that would be a concern. Can we protect this guy? Um, and then, obviously, you know, what happens in a year. So, um, and you, you just, you know, give up a top, whatever it was, two pick two years ago for Zach Wilson. So, you know, you're, you're really saying, like, you know, that ship has sailed. So if I'm the Jets, this is certainly an all-in move if I do it. And I think for Rodgers, the other – the one other spot to me that always made sense was the Raiders. You know, the obvious reunion with Devontae Adams, but you're with a quarterback coach in our, uh, Josh McDaniels, who's obviously had a great run with Tom Brady. And if I'm Rodgers, that's, you know, another situation I'm looking at. Mike, if you're put yourself in Brian Gutekunst's shoes for a minute, though. You make that draft pick, and now you're in this position, just like we know Ted Thompson, when he had to sign that card to trade Brett Favre to you, he paused, and he said it really weighed on him. How are you looking at this from Goody's standpoint? Are you looking at it, I want to get him. I, I want to get as much back for him as I can, or if you could trade him to the Carolina Panthers and get more? Do you, ha- you have to be concerned you're letting this guy out of your building for really an unknown. How would you look at this from a mental standpoint if you were Goody? Yeah, look, I've been there with, with tough decisions. You know, no, none of them are easy. But what I would say is, like, if you believe in your process, again, fundamentally, like, you traded up for Jordan Love and felt good enough about that to give up a fourth-round pick. Um, you know, the word at the Combine was everyone is hearing how much more he's improved, how much Green Bay likes him. And I think if you're Brian, you have to say to yourself, like, look, I really made this decision three years ago. Like, I, when I signed these trade papers – you know, that's just the formality. That's crossing the T's and dying eyes. I made this decision when we traded up for Jordan Love, and if you believed in Jordan Love then, you know, that's your future. You know, and I, it's a hard decision, but it sounds like it's the appropriate one. 
Talking with Mike Tannenbaum on Wilde and Tausch. Mike, you just said you had to make a bunch of tough decisions during your tenures in multiple places. Um, the risk here is that you're wrong and you get yourself fired in a couple of years, right? And Rodgers yeah. goes been to New York there, and succeeds. Been there, done that, yep. <laughs> so so th- that goes back to what you said about process. You have to trust your gut, and if you're wrong and you end up unemployed, so be it? Is that what you have to be willing to do as a GM? Yeah, that's exactly right. Look, you know, I, I had the privilege of running two different NFL teams. You know, one I was at place for 16 years, another one for four, and um, you know, when you sit in those seats, you you say like, "Hey, we're here to win a championship." You know, we're not here to try to go middle of the road. And you know, it's you know what you're signing up for. These are not, you know, ironically, you know, Ron Wolf's one of the very few that retired in the job he had. But you know, far and few between people retiring these jobs. You just you work them for as long as you can, do the best job you can, do what you think is right, not popular. Um, you know, because. Public sentiment is going to turn on you regardless of what you do. At the moment there's a bump in the road, um, you have to have, like, rare mental toughness, resiliency. you got to be able to deal with adversity. you got to ignore the noise and, and hope that the owner is aligned with what you're doing. And knowing that um, you're going to be leaving the door, well, leaving the building well before you know, the owner is. Yeah, Mike, I was just going to ask you about the ownership piece of this. Obviously, Green Bay is owned by the team. They have uh, their process. But you have Woody Johnson, who you know well. How much of this is coming from we've heard how excited Woody Johnson was about getting a veteran quarterback without saying a name. We all kind of assumed it was Aaron Rodgers. How much of that plays into what kind of compensation you're going to give up and how how much you're willing to pull the trigger to get Aaron to New York? coming from the ownership yeah look when you make a decision like this you're sitting right between your owner and your head coach and you got to be aligned and say hey look like we really don't want to give up a first round pick but are we comfortable giving up our one and having no player next year um because if we are let's just remember this conversation where we're trying to either you know resurrect zach wilson or we're you know going in another direction so um you really need the owner to be on board now to what extent he's driving it, like, obviously, I'm not in the building right now, but, um, you know, I will say, like, he was a very supportive owner. Um, he cared. Uh, and, like, that's, to me, like, all you could ask for. All right, Mike, last thing so we can let you go because we appreciate your time. Um, I have wondered at times how good of a GM Goody is, how good of a, G- how good of a head coach Matt LaFleur is, because they have a Hall of Fame quarterback. You made all kinds of great moves during your time with the Dolphins and with the Jets as a personnel guy. But if you don't get the quarterback spot right or you get it really wrong, no one ever thinks you're a great GM if you get it wrong. And you might be a great GM, and you might not deserve that title, but you got the quarterback spot right. Is it that? Does it come down to that more than anything else to succeed on your side of the business? Is that what it really comes down to? Get quarterback right and I got a good chance to be remembered as being great. Yeah, it's a big factor. And and really, if I'm them, I'm thinking over the next three to five years, you know, can Jordan Love be better than Justin Fields, Jared Goff? Um, you know, Kirk Cousins is going to graduate here at some point. So really, like, you're, it's all about winning your division. You win your division, you got a chance to win a championship. And let's face it, you know, the NFC North is a division of transition right now. Uh, most notably with your guy at quarterback. But that's really the lens you got to think about is, you know, how good is Jordan Love compared to those guys? And candidly, like, I think he compares fairly. I think he's an improved player. I liked him. I think the fact that he's sad is tremendous. 
And, uh, you know, I'm optimistic about it. Now, it's easy for me to say that because I'm not pulling the trigger, but they're going to have to make this decision, you know, sooner than later. Mike, we appreciate you. You're the best. Thanks, man. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna head back home here to the to the n- northeast. <laughs> <laughs> Say hi to Trey Wingo on your way by. All right, that yeah, is. All right, see you guys. That is our friend Mike Tannenbaum from ESPN and the Thirty Third Team. Uh, interesting at the end what he said there about the division and transition. If you're gonna make a change. Um, Hoping that Jordan Love is better than Justin Fields and Jared Goff, maybe there's a chance. Maybe there's a chance that he is, and you still win your division. I don't know. Well, and again, it makes making this move easier in the fact that what you just said about the quarterback making the general manager and the coach look good and everything else – it makes making this move a lot easier when you don't win an MVP and you don't make the playoffs. That's what's left this door open. I keep asking myself, what's changed? Why? And it keeps coming back to what my buddy texts me the day after the Lions game. And that's what is moving this thing forward. And that's where Goody and everybody that examined the season after, or examined everything that happened throughout the season, this offseason, we weren't good enough, and we're paying Aaron Rodgers premium dollars. And when you're not doing that and you have somebody you feel comfortable moving forward with, it makes making this big move easier to swallow. But it doesn't mean it's the right medication. Is that an analogy? No. I'm, it's not a Nortmanism. It's not a Nort. It's not. It's a metaphor. It's a simile. More next. It's Wilde and Tausch. You're listening to Wilde and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and sponsored by American Family Insurance. If I'm them, I'm thinking over the next three to five years, you know, can your love be better than Justin Fields and Jared Goff? You know, Kirk Cousins is going to graduate here at some point. So really, like, it's all about winning your division. You win your division, you got a chance to win a championship. And let's face it, you know the NFC North is a division of transition right now, uh, most notably with your guy at quarterback. But that's really the lens you got to think about: is how good is Jordan Love compared to those guys? And candidly, like I think he compares favorably. I think he's an improved player. That is Mike Tannenbaum, former Jets and Dolphins GM. You see him on ESPN and on Get Up a lot. Not as much on Good Morning America, but maybe that'll change after this news continues. Are we... I don't want to get uh, overly nervous about this, but uh, we have parent-teacher conferences starting at 4 o'clock today. Is this hurtling toward, like, Rogers being a jet nah, by, like, the end of the day? Your kids are doing fine. They're, they're great students. So. Uh, I, it just feels like March 8th is the day that everything happens. There seems over. to be a lot of momentum, though. Like, the snowball is rolling down the hill, and it seems to be rolling quickly. Uh, Dan Graziano, yes, Dan Graziano reporting that uh, the conversations between the Jets and Rodgers and the Jets and the Packers will continue today. Mm. Um. I didn't. Yeah. I, I didn't know there were discussions with the Packers. That was not what was reported 
late last night, so now there's more conversations to be had there, to your point about compensation and the like. Yeah, it, it does seem like things are kind of moving that way. I still believe... League comes at you fast. Like, no, it does. But Aaron Rodgers has to, A, like what he's hearing from the Jets. He is also going to probably be involved. You're not giving up the seventh pick. I'm not letting you give the seventh pick up to get me. Like, There's a lot of things that he can kind of put his stamp on and have to agree to. He's got to agree to a new contract and how it's maneuvered. He's going to probably have to agree to you know, two years. The compensation will change. Like The stuff that Tannenbaum was just saying. Right. A lot of moving parts yet. So, yes, it does feel like that snowball is rolling down that hill. But they're a big old oak tree that that snowball's got to go through or go around. That oak tree's Aaron Rodgers. There's a lot of things that have to go the right way for that snowball to get all the way to the bottom of the hill and end up him going to Hempstead, New York. Okay? So, yes, all this stuff is fine. Listen, listen, listen. But we we thought that this there's a lot of momentum on draft night. Oh, the 49ers are going to go to San Fran. Right. Oh, he's going it's to true. Denver. All this. The difference in why I said the end of an era was because I never heard Goot ever say that that was an option. He controlled the cards. Aaron Rodgers controls the cards now. Don't know what he all has up his sleeve. Is he just playing straight up poker and just going to play it straight? Or is old boy looking, is he going to have a wild card? Has he got an ace up his sleeve? I don't know. But it's not as simple as, oh, well, the Jets want him. They're going to trade for him. And then, oh, yep, let's just button it up nicely and move on. We all agree that ain't going to be the case. Uh, one of the other things Mike Tannenbaum said there was that he and Brian Dable and Brian Schottenheimer um, – Spent three weeks, three weeks, convincing Brett weeks. Favre. No, I, I, I agree. They don't have three weeks. But is it enough to do it in a day or in two days? Uh, or however long they've been talking to him since he emerged from southern Oregon's forests. How quickly can you, because as Mike said, mm. offensive line, to put it kindly, in flux. Yeah. Uh, the the Raiders, still a team that you would think, no matter what they've said publicly, might have some interest. How do you play this? How do you, if you're so, Rodgers? Yeah, it, it, honestly, if I'm Rodgers and I'm a little vengeful, I'm a little irritated that the Packers have put this out there, that they're disgusted by me and all this other stuff, Rodgers could easily... Yeah, I talked about an ace up his sleeve. If he wanted to fire the queen of clubs down, which in Sheephead is the boss card, he could just say, yeah, I'm going to retire. I'm going to retire. And then you know what he could do a week before training camp starts? He doesn't have to do all the OTAs, all this other stuff. Uh, I'm going to chop her in. Eh, family night sounds good. I think I'm going to meander through. And you all owe me $45 million in this option bonus, or whatever that number is. And 58. now... Whoever, ooh, ooh, ooh. now whoever's going to get me, you're not going to get anything for me because why am I going to help you? Which, again, this is vengeful, Aaron, if this is the way he wants to go. And then all of a sudden, which teams want him? 
doesn't mean the Jets, if somebody drafts a quarterback in the first round, it doesn't mean that he can't go there because they're going to be paying him smaller potatoes, and Aaron Rodgers can manipulate that contract. Aaron Rodgers still controls the cards. That's why I said if he says he's retiring, I ain't buying it. He can still move that needle, and he can really put it on the Packers and put them in a really tough position that will make it really difficult for them to do a lot of off-season maneuvering knowing he could show up and collect that option bonus in August or July, whatever that date is. So you just played Natasha Bedingfield, and, oh, this is all the snowballs here and all this stuff. Oh, they're meeting with the Jets, and they're doing all That's all cute and great. You really think it's going to be that easy? I don't. I, don't. I, I just. I just want to go to parent-teacher conferences. Frankly, today that's my goal for today. Uh, we're gonna kick off the eleven o'clock hour. I want to further explore a couple of things. One that I Boy, mentioned. If they, if Aaron does it, what I just said, it will be Linus. There will be a cloud. Rolling Linus, the one with the stinky blanket, no, is that right? No, Li- Linus has the blanket. Pigpen is the one who's Pigpen. smelly and stinky and has the cloud Old of dirt cat surrounding pig. him. Old Cat Pig will be hovering over the Packers because they know, boy, oh boy, can cash in $58.9 million at any point and come out of retirement, and we don't have any say in it. How on earth can the Packers function? That's why I think from a compensation standpoint, draft picks, and that's why I think Green Bay is going to have to be a little bit more selective with whom they deal with. It ain't going to be the Russell Wilson Hall that we all hoped. Definitely not. It would be if you're moving Aaron Rodgers. Um, I do want to explore, as I asked Mike Tannenbaum at the end of our conversation there, about getting the quarterback position right. Uh, are, Are we... Are we on the cusp, if this happens, of finding out just how good Matt LaFleur is as a coach, just how good Brian Gutekunst is as a general manager? And again, we talked about risk with Mike Tannenbaum. There's a lot of risk here. But there's risk to the status quo, too. I acknowledge that. We'll talk about all that to kick off the 11 o'clock hour, and we'll do it in two minutes. It's Wilde and Tausch.